Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Rim Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work Rim desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to challenge the way you think about your faith at work, today we go all practical and tactical and factual and even biblical, talking about commercial insurance. What you need to know with one of our business referral partners, Most Insurance. We've got Craig Most with Most Insurance in studio today to talk about commercial insurance because if you're in business or you're helping run a business or you work in a business, you're being covered by insurance or you should be. So before I do, I want to read this verse. Craig, here it is. This is why you sell insurance. Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 9, 11, and 12. He says, I've, I've observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race, and the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by chance, by being the right place at the right time. But people can never predict when hard times might come. Let me read that again. People can never predict when hard times might come. Like fish in a net or birds in a trap, people are caught by sudden tragedy. Craig Most with Most Insurance, found online at mostins.com. Welcome to the I Work For Him show. Thank you, Jim. Glad to be here. So you like that verse? You never thought about it. the Bible having something. I mean, that's, that's what insurance is all about. That's absolutely what it's about. For the unpredictable tomorrow, peace of mind today. That's what it is. 
It's it's all about that. All right, listen. Uh, today, you guys have been a faithful supporter of the I Work For Him show right from the beginning, and I so much want to thank you on the air for, for supporting it, helping keeping it on the air. And really, because you do what's at my heart and my passion, I love you guys because I miss the insurance world. The insurance world's a fun world. That's where Martha and I spent you know the first 20 years of our lives. But it, what you and I know about commercial insurance and what how it applies to that average small business owner, they don't know. And so we're here to tell them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's almost scary, the aspect that they don't know, but they're so busy focused on their business. This is just one of those necessary evils that they don't take the time to go figure out because it takes away from the time to actually run their business. But it's not evil. Insurance isn't evil, but you're right. People tell you, not only do they tell you it's a necessary evil, they always tell you it's a necessary evil and I'm already insurance poor. You ever heard that line? All the time. All the time. And the thing is, when you ask them, what does that mean, they can't even actually explain it to you. I just have too much insurance, and and, and I don't know what it is. And it seems to be preposterous that you'd actually go through and run a business and not know some of the key things that help keep your business safe and protect what matters most. All right. Before we give it away, though, I really want – let's just step back for a second, and I really want people just to hear from your heart. Tell the audience today how Christ is making an impact in your life. Uh, Jim, every day I am. I start my morning with a walk with a dog and my prayer to God. It is a, a wonderful opportunity to thank God for all of my blessings, to help me with the right words, with the right actions, take the right opportunities with all the various people that I'm going to encounter during the day, whether it's my family or whether it's the people that I, I see taking my daughters to school, or it's the people in the office that I work with, or it's the customer I already have, or it's the person I'm going to meet at lunch. The opportunities are there and all of the blessings that God has provided me it's a great platform to then share those blessings with other people mm, that's awesome and it would be nice to have that, that I don't have a dog so I don't get to do the dog walk in the morning but I do get up and have my prayer time and it's usually alone and quiet in the dark and, and then Martha and I go for the walk after she gets out of bed so uh, it, it's and, but we you know at least I get to walk on the beach which is very very <laughs> nice on most days it's very very nice talk to me about the history of most insurance most people don't <laughs> sorry yeah, I can't say it without, I can't do the sense of that. Most people don't know about most insurance. Uh, so let's tell them about it. Let's talk about the history of it. Talk, talk about the history of where did most insurance come from? Found online at mostins.com. Yeah, so my uh, Bob Most, uh, Eric and my father, started Most Insurance back in 1973. Back at that time, he was an insurance agent for Nationwide Insurance and spent uh, just under 40 years representing Nationwide Insurance. He has grown with the Tampa community, uh, started back in, in South Tampa, but then has then branched out to North Tampa when it started growing in the early 90s, opened an office up in Dade City, grew with West Chase and Brandon. As those... Those population centers really started to grow. Um, then back in 2008, or t- actually 2003, Eric and I both joined Bob and still working as a nationwide agent, but started to, because of the way Florida operates, started to have opportunities to work as an independent agent, which meant we didn't have to be beholden to one carrier. We could really do the best for our customers by offering more than one product or more than one option from different carriers. 2008, we actually had an opportunity to separate from an exclusive relationship with 
nationwide and became a true independent agent where we could represent a number of different carriers, whether it was for your commercial business or if it was for your homes and your cars. So at that point in time, we had created most LLC or most insurance. And then uh, ever since then, we've been operating as an independent agent here in Tampa, still maintain offices in uh, Dade City as well, but really write insurance all throughout the state and then for selected opportunities to help out customers have done a couple of things throughout the country. So, and really it doesn't, in today's world, because so much can be done electronically, even the signing of insurance policies, uh, it you, know, you can have a client anywhere in Florida. I mean, you're licensed to do business anywhere in Florida. Absolutely. We actually do quite a bit of in, uh, commercial insurance throughout the entire state. Something that we have a passion for is, is helping customers with property exposures, because it can be a, a little bit more complicated. A lot fewer insurance agents like to work in that field. We write a lot of property all along the coast. Well, Florida has an awful lot of coast. And whether you're in Daytona or Miami or Tampa, it's, it's something that we can leverage with our skill set and, and leverage the technology to help the customer. Yeah. I mean, it, people don't realize how much coast Florida really has. We have a lot of coast. And, and and that's why when the Bigger Waters Act was passed last year and flood insurance rates went through the roof, Florida was really penalized. I mean, Absolutely. And, and that was only partially repealed because that's still got a five-year window to come back and bite people again. Absolutely. It was really ground zero for those that uh, thought that they were grandfathered in and good to go and taken care of, but it really impacted a lot of people that it didn't really impact, it didn't intend to impact. And they didn't see that until it actually had been enacted. And, and then, it, wait a minute, maybe we didn't think this thing through as well. We should. Maybe, maybe, maybe they should have read it before they passed it. Oh, there's an idea. Okay. All right. No politics today. Take it back, Jim. Come on. Take it back. Okay. So the average... Sorry, Craig. I suffer from politics soapboxing. Um, The average business owner, they start their business, and a lot of them, they're like, well, I I know I need to buy some insurance, but I have really no idea. So let's just start with the basics. When somebody's starting a, a, a small business, how do you help lead them to buying the proper coverage? That's a great question, and and it really becomes easy if the business owner understands their business. They really don't have to understand the insurance side of things, but if they can sit down and articulate, here is where I am today, and here are the different things that I provide and do, and here is where I plan to go to, then you can really structure and find the different types of insurance that will help cover those exposures. Sometimes it's, it's a, a dream that I want to get to 10 years down the road, and at that point in time, you may not have to insure for something like that, but to understand where it is. The most successful business uh, individual with the insurance that I've worked with is where they actually have insurance in their business plan or their business model. And you have that conversation, whether it's the inception of the business or as it continues to grow with your reviews, whether it's every you know half a year, every year, how are we doing on that business plan? And let's see how the, the insurance is going to take care of you. There's usually a component of liability insurance. There's usually a component of property insurance. And then it depends on... Well, and let's break that down because right? because the average, the average business starts off in an office. You know, there's, I mean, there are some manufacturing businesses around here and there's some other, uh, some restaurant or retail related, but everybody starts off with an office somewhere. Okay. So the general liability policy that they need or the general liability is something that they need to start with. Absolutely. And what does general liability mean? So that is really going to take care of if you have an oh shucks moment in your business. And it can span a number of different directions. It's going to give you premises liability, meaning someone comes into your store and trips and falls. You've got liability to protect you in case someone has that type of accident. Or if you're selling a product, your liability can help you and give you that 
warranty on your products. Um, it, if you are selling a service, your liability is your word that you're not leading them astray in case you make a mistake. Commonly thrown out there and often misunderstood is malpractice. Well, malpractice is the professional liability of the doctor or the physicians. So it is covering your actions as said professional um, or said store selling this certain product and helps protect you at that type of loss. If you're in the business of giving advice of any kind, you're going to need the general liability because everybody comes to see you or you bring your office to them and you bring your, if you go to them, you bring your liability with you. So in other words, you may be sitting at somebody else's office and they have their, you have your briefcase on the floor and they trip over your briefcase. That could be your liability. Absolutely. But if you're giving them advice like you as an insurance agent, you've got a professional liability exposure. And a lot of people don't think about the professional side. And the bad news for new businesses is that general liability insurance is fairly inexpensive, but professional liability insurance for a new business can be fairly expensive. And sometimes very difficult to to secure. If, if you're new into the profession, where's your professional resume? Um, it's, it's much like getting hired into a new field. Getting that first step and getting that rookie on board is, is usually more difficult for A, that new person, but also for the business to take the gamble on taking on someone who is not experienced by having done it before. Yeah, I, I remember when the first professional liability application I filled out 20-some years ago for somebody it was like one page. Today, they're multiple pages. They want references. They want they want to see your experience. They want to look at your website to see what you're promising. And they, they look at you everywhere to make sure that you're the kind of risk they want. Absolutely. It is a, a deep dig. It's not just lifting the hood to see what's under the hood and look at the engine, but they're climbing all under the undercarriage of the vehicle and everything. It's it's a deep look. But, but really, as a professional expert in, in any field you have, the biggest thing you have going for you is your integrity and your reputation. And when you're looking from a professional liability standpoint, that's what the company is banking on you as the professional. How good of a doctor are you? Do you tend to have lots of claims or issues? Does bad news just follow you as a professional? <laughs> or, or, and it's not just that. It could be contractors. That's sure. a very large area. That, that, oh, I don't, I don't need professional liability. Well, do you design plans for that builder or for that person's home? Or, you know, if you make an error, that's where that's going to come out to play. So there are various pieces to the liability in there. It's, it's not an overly simplistic thing. The other thing you have to look at with the liability is if you're in said storefront, you're always going to have a contract. And the contract's going to have requirements of what liability you have. Many people say, here's what I do. I need to have certain types of of insurance, but I don't know what. Pull out any contracts you have. Because the contracts you sign, whether it's the lease or whether it's to do a job for someone, is going to include insurance requirements. An expectation. You know, what I found a lot when I was working with um, it, people, small businesses, is they go to trade shows of one sort or another. And they'd have their own liability coverage, but then they go to the trade show and all of a sudden they didn't have enough coverage for the trade show or they needed special trade show coverage. And and, and people never even think about stuff like that. They're like, well, well how come I got to spend more money? Well, I mean, it's... And the reason is there's just as many lawyers as there are insurance agents, so they're all fighting each other all the time. Absolutely. It's unfortunate, but here in Florida, we, we do have a, a a small group, but a very local group that has really helped sway the public opinion that uh, the answer to any problem is through a lawsuit. 
One eight hundred law. Yeah, I didn't say the name. All right, so that was an evil laugh. It was just it was an evil laugh. <laughs> so they're really they're really promoting it, and that's that's why as a Christian business owner, they need to be. I mean, anybody business owner, but really specifically, we're talking to the Christ followers out there in the crowd. If you own a business, you need to make sure you have proper insurance protection because there's people on the other side. What I always told people when I was selling auto insurance and said, listen, if you injure somebody tomorrow in an accident, or, and, and they're sitting at home, uh, up in Minnesota, it was Schwabel, Getz, and Sieben, or Sieben, Gross, and Von Holtem. Call us now if you've been injured in an auto accident. And they'd call them, and they'd and they'd say, if you've been injured, great, come on, come on down, let's take this, take care of this. People are fishing all day long for liability losses. Realize that people make a living suing insurance companies. They are looking for the free ride where they don't have to work. They're looking for the opportunity for big dollars because if you have insurance, oh, it's going to have a lot of zeros at the end of it and they've just hit pay dirt. And that's what people do for a living. And it used to be that way. All right, we're talking about commercial insurance. No, no, don't turn the dial. If you work in a business, if you own a business, if you're thinking about owning a business, you need to learn some things. If you're a Christ follower or not, these are important topics and we've got our business referral program partner most insurance in studio today talking about things that business owners need to know and if you're thinking you need to run a business these are things you need to know most people go i don't want to know that yeah you need to know that so listen those folks at most insurance can handle your commercial insurance needs but also your personal insurance needs so that's why you're tuning in craig most with most insurance welcome back to the i work for him show thank you jim all right before we get back on our conversation you said you wanted to talk about cyber liability before we do that as we do each and every day it's time for our book highlight segment brought to you by karis christian books and gifts karis christian books and gifts have been part of the largo community for over 29 years almost 30 their 2,400-square-foot store is located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Ulmerton Road in Largo. Check them out online at shopcaris.com. That's shop, C-H-A-R-I-S.com. Be the first person to call into the studio line today, and I will give you a copy of the book that I highlight today. Compliments of my wife, Martha, and Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Our book today is Five Wisdoms for Entrepreneurial Survival by none other than our very own guest host coming up while I'm on vacation doing the marriage retreat cruise, Todd Hopkins with Office Pride. Let me give you a short explanation. You're in business. You walk tall and proud. You made it. You're an entrepreneur. But there's more. Sooner or later, disaster strikes. If only you had known this before you got started. That's why you got to get the book. So get a copy of this book, Five Wisdoms for Entrepreneurial Survival. Call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. And remember, read the book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, we're back live and in studio with Craig Most with Most Insurance, found online at mostins.com. Why are we talking about insurance in the I Work For Him show? Because we talk about business stuff all the time. Craig, you said right before the break, actually, you said during the break, hey, let's not let's move from liability to cyber liability. What was cyber liability? We don't have cyborgs around here. What do we need cyber liability for? Really, if you take, if a business takes any form of payment outside of cash, 
if they have any intellectual property patents, copyrights, designs, etc., or if they have any type of database for prospects or customers, whether it's a name and, and a phone number to email address, maybe more sensitive stuff like a social security number or a payment history, credit card, bank account numbers, you have something criminals want. And it really has become over the last 10, 15 years, something that has become larger and larger. Just about everybody who turns into the news has heard about the Sony picture that uh, that was pirated and then delayed over Christmas time. And uh, and that was because of a compromise of their data. I think more was more as last year at Christmas time was the Target. The Target. The, the Target one that impacted 150 million people. Well, the scary thing is these type of losses we hear about all the time. And these things are in the hundreds of millions of dollars in losses. Okay. But what are we not hearing about? We're not hearing about the types of losses that happen to small and medium businesses. 50% of small to medium businesses will suffer a, a breach of their data in their existence. And of those, 60% will close their doors within six months. The average loss right now for a data breach of their files is $188,000. How many small businesses do you know can go ahead and and cover $188,000 and keep in business? None. Insurance has programs and options there for you. It's something that's not being talked about because no one thinks it can happen to them. It only happens to Sony or Target or Home Depot. But the sad thing is it happens to the small people because they don't have the budgets to protect themselves. So if you can't protect yourself, how do you how do you go ahead and protect yourself? So of an IT department, you have insurance. Cyber liability. There's something you never knew. We've got one of the most brothers, really the one with the better hair. Really, really, because Eric's not here today. Craig's got better hair, but they're both fantastic guys. And we heard a little bit of the history of most insurance, but these guys have been supporting the I Work For Him show for almost two years. That's why you, my listeners, need to be taking your insurance to most insurance because they're keeping the show on the air and they do an awesome job. I've got my insurance there. We're taking, uh, I'm constantly trying to find people to send over there because these guys take really good care of people. All right, so Craig, welcome back. Let's let's dig into we just we played a little bit with cyber liability right before the break. Was there anything else you want to say about cyber liability? It's just something to really dig into. You never think it's going to happen to you. But so, but you uh, said but you credit credit cards. Credit if somebody's cards. using credit cards or they got a database with sensitive customer information and that can either be in paper or on electronics. So just because you hear the word cyber doesn't mean it's in a computer database. If it's in your filing cabinet system, what if you have the cleaning person who goes through and helps themselves? What if someone mistakenly throws away a file out in the dumpster out back? No, no one ever goes through dumpsters. They're never looking for anything. <laughs> that doesn't ever happen. So it, it's something to look at to protect yourself. If you have all that information, y- you have to look at it. And the beautiful thing is most of it is very inexpensive. All right, so you business owners out there, how many of you have cyber liability? That's right, that was crickets. Yeah, and that's because you're not sure. So if you're not sure, you need to talk to Craig Most at Most Insurance. Get his phone number. What's the main number again? It's 813-347-5555. 5555. And that number works in Pinellas and Hillsborough County. 347-5555. That's right. Okay. So really the big thing that sets apart an agent is the ability to not just get, hey, give me your old policies. I'll get what you had before. That's not an insurance agent. That's, I don't know what that is. That's not that's not why we got an insurance license. And I say we because I still have mine, even though I don't, I don't use it anymore. And yes, someday I'll, I'll be losing that. But, uh, you know, the... A good insurance agent sits down with that business owner and starts asking what? Questions. How many? As many as it takes. 
And that can take sometimes how long? Oh, it can take countless conversations. And it usually is a follow-up. It's not a sit down and have lunch and, and off you go and all the, the questions are answered. Usually it's, it's, it's a question that leads to another question. And it's one of those rabbit holes where you keep going to further down. But as a business owner, you really want your insurance professional to know your business as well as you know your business. Because then they can put together the type of coverage that you might need from the different risks that, that you may run into. What was amazing to me is why, when I would sit down with business owners is they would they would they'd have an hour and you'd get everything you could for an hour but they would never give you any more time you're like no no, no i got more questions yeah, i gotta go i gotta go i was like well i need to cover your business i gotta go i got things to do i'm like you're gonna make me do half a job it really, if that's the type of the relationship, you really run into all sorts of problems because then doing half the job, you're only going to give them half the coverage that they really need. This needs to be something that you can leave to the professional, but you have to work with them. What's the worst thing to have is an adversarial relationship with with your insurance. All they're trying to do is ask questions, not to annoy you, but to learn a little bit more to protect you better. And, and that goes in both your personal insurance and your commercial insurance. It doesn't matter. If you're cutting the conversation short with your insurance agent, it is you're the one that's stupid, not the insurance agent. They're the ones that they have to go through 220 hours in order to get their licenses, if they get all of them. And then every year, they get to, every two years, they got to do 24 more hours, and they have to read insurance policies. Have you read one of those? Oh, my goodness. They're terrible. You're paying them to know stuff. So... Just just sit down and listen and answer the questions. Craig, when you are, are working with these commercial insurance people, I know I always said I want to talk about personal insurance, and we'll in a second. What do you see as the biggest mistake people make? The biggest mistake is not spending that time and, and investing the time in the conversation. Uh, it, it's not just a one-way street where the insurance agent is going to ask questions of the business owner. The business owner needs to ask questions and understand it as well. How many times do people go see the doctor and have a surgery, and when the surgery is over, need to find out what do they do next? Well, they don't know. They're just going to assume they know because they come out of surgery. No, it's much like that with insurance. They have to have the question, the dialogue back and forth, and it has to be ongoing. It is not a one-time transaction. If you're looking at insurance, whether it's for your homes, your cars, or for your business, and you're looking at this as a a necessary evil or a transaction, you're going to have holes, and you're not going to be protected when that catastrophic event happens. Well, technically, they're protected because there's two kinds of insurance. Insurance you pay, there's two kinds of coverage. Coverage you pay somebody else to take and coverage you decide to take yourself. So any any coverage that you need, if you don't pay somebody else to take it away from you, that liability exposure or that property exposure, it's coverage you're willing to put on yourself. So it's called self-insuring. And a lot of people don't think about that. Now, you mentioned over the break that one of the things that people make a lot of mistakes about is their work comp. Absolutely. In Minnesota, one of the things that was the most amazing thing to me, you know, people would open businesses and they wouldn't have work comp for their employees. You could have one employee in Minnesota and not have work comp. In Florida, you can have three. Before you have to have work comp. Well, and that's the policy that you would have to get. Now, that said, what people fail to realize is as soon as you have that single employee, and and oh, by the way, calling them 1099 doesn't skirt the ability of (laughs) having to be responsible. But as soon as you have... With the insurance agent or the IRS. Absolutely. But what you'll get yourself into trouble with is if you don't carry a policy, which, depending on your business, could be very small cost... You are financially responsible for anyone who does work for you. And so if 
Your mother-in-law is there moving boxes of files and something were to happen, not because she's your mother-in-law, but because she did work for you, you're responsible for her injuries related to work that was done working for you. So let's just draw a picture because this is the thing I thought was amazing. Okay, so I open a business and I got a couple employees and I don't have work comp because I don't have to. And that's what you, a lot of people would tell you. I don't have to have that. It's not required. So I, and, I, and I have people just sit at desks here. That's all they do. It's not dangerous. What's the most dangerous thing office people do? Well, they do stupid things. They climb ladders to change light bulbs. You ever see? People can die from that. Mm. But a death is actually cheaper than somebody who falls off a ladder or their chair tips backwards and they get paralyzed or disabled. A disability can be worth millions and millions of dollars. It will destroy your company in seconds if somebody gets injured and you don't have work on. Absolutely. And, and let's not even think that it has to be something happens. I have seen work oh. claims mm. where someone sits in their chair all day long, and now because they do that from 9 to 5, they have carpal tunnel syndrome. And they have different issues that they attribute they would have never had before had they not been in the same desk doing the same repetitive motions for hour on hour for year after year. And let's just say they're having dinner with their buddy and his wife and your hus- your husband or spouse and on a Friday night and you happen to mention this and they say, you know, that could be a worker's compensation claim and you should just call. That's right. They'll tell you that. And so all of a sudden your employee is calling an attorney and the attorney's going, oh, your boss doesn't have work comp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just going to take your company from you. Absolutely. All right. So don't be silly. If you're a business owner, you've got to step back and let the let your professionals. If you're a professional sign maker, you know everything about signs. Probably not. There's probably some signs you don't know about, but you don't know about insurance. You don't know about IT, which we're not going to talk about that today, but that's another big place people make a lot of mistakes. Hire professionals to do the professional things that you don't know how to do. Stop pretending to know what you're talking about. And again, don't use an insurance agent that says, well, just give me your current policies and I'll see what I can do on the coverage and the price. You have to be worried about someone who says, I can find that and I can beat you on price. If they lead with price, they really don't have the customer and their best interests. There, there was a, a a very large insurance company that I competed against that's a nationwide company. And, and they, uh, not nationwide, but a, a across-the-nation company. And they always said, hey... Give me a certain amount of time, and I'll save you a certain percentage of, of money on your on your uh, auto insurance. And what I found is my clients that I lost to them, they saved them money every time. Absolutely. But when they did that, they always reduced their coverage. That's Absolutely. how they saved them money. Absolutely. And, and people didn't usually know that until they had a claim, and then they wondered, how come I don't have coverage? Absolutely. It's a scary thought. And, and that's – so if, if the motivation is price – they're not a customer for most insurance. Absolutely not. I mean, why would you? Who wants a customer like that? Because if they come to you for price, they leave you for price. Absolutely. We like to spend the time and build the relationship with the customer. As I said, it really is a dialogue. It's it's kind of like a courting session when you're starting to develop a new relationship That's with kind a of prospect. Creepy, but you know, it is. But but in a professional kind of okay. way, um, you, you spend a lot of time learning more, learning more. And do you have the types of products and carriers and options to help protect that business? If it is just that first round of questions, and here's my social, here's my my license number, and here's this and it's all driven by price well then the the consumer is just looking about money and then the agent is trying to find a cheaper way to do something cheap isn't always the best way to go at things there's got to be value the value has to be there for the right value for both parties to have a good relationship 
It, it is. It, it's just so important that people recognize that when you're dealing with an insurance agent, the agent is who matters. You know, they, they've got they've got great companies, but the companies are never going to come out and say, "Well, you need this coverage, this coverage, this coverage." That's the job of the insurance agent. There's, it's one of the few industries left where people still matter. Absolutely. And what the scary thought is, is you're looking at it as just an opportunity to to place it with the carrier. Well, you're right, Jim. The, the carriers aren't going to do much. They're not going to look in the best interest of the insured. They're on one side of the table. The insured, the customer is on the other side of the table. You want someone to represent you when you need to go deal with these other entities and someone ha- who understands you and knows you and has your best interest at heart. Mm. It's it's important that they recognize that most insurance is set up with lots of companies. How many how many commercial companies? How many co- companies can you write commercial insurance with? Countless. I, I couldn't even really start. It really depends on the line. With auto insurance alone, we can write with nine different insurance companies. Let's, let's talk about commercial auto insurance. I know you've got personal lines, and we're not talking about personal lines insurance today. That'll be another topic for another day. But. You know, most insurance can handle your personal auto, your personal home, your life insurance, and your commercial. We're talking about commercial today just because I felt like talking about commercial, and, and, and I really wanted to get Craig on the show because that's his expertise. But you know, if you've got an insurance need, most insurance can take care of it. And that's why I just so much appreciate them as a business referral partner. Commercial auto insurance. There's a lot of business owners that have legitimate businesses that use their personal car for commercial business. And they've got an insured personally. Absolutely. And it's very scary because while some of the coverages are similar, there is a reason why. There's a commercial auto policy and a personal auto policy. The coverages and the nuances are very different. So give me an example. So an example would be, how does your liability follow you? So if you were to travel, several companies would, and you have a personal policy, and you were to travel and and go to L.A. to go watch a sporting event, you could go there. Do you need to buy the insurance from your auto, uh, from the rental company, Hertz or whomever? And, uh, well, depending on your personal auto carrier, you may have your liability follow you there. You don't have to incur those exorbitant costs with a rental car company. Now, if you're a commercial customer and you were to do the same thing, now the rules are a little bit different. So if you have that scenario where you have your own car, how's it titled? What kind of policy is it on? If you go there to LA for pleasure, your commercial auto policy is not going to provide coverage. You'd better talk to Hertz and get that squared away or whomever you're working with. So there's that small nuance, but you also have to look at who can drive your policy or who can, I'm sorry, who can drive your car. You know, in your commercial policy, you have the driver's listed who can drive the vehicles on your personal auto there is a level of my friend wants to borrow my car i let him use the keys and off he goes so there's a different level of how the liability follows does it follow the individual does it follow the car does it follow the event while you were there so there is a good reason to talk to the insurance agent to understand do i have this written the correct way is it is it truly a commercial exposure or is it truly a pleasure exposure that i may use for work from time to time well and a lot of times people make that decision about whether they buy a commercial auto insurance policy or not versus a personal auto insurance because of cost they say well the commercial insurance is too much money well let's just give you another scenario this is one that i was thinking of is if i have my vehicle and i'm going to deliver something with my car to a customer that's not covered in my personal auto policy at all. Absolutely. You actually sign on your auto policy application, I do not do deliveries. 
So how do you do it? What if you're trying to help the, the neighborhood ladies and something that we've had a lot of folks come to us because they'll help shut-ins or they help transport, transport people who are unable to drive anymore to doctor's appointments or to the airport or things like that in this community? Well, if you're transporting people... You, for hire. For hire. They're, they're compensating you in some form or another. That is a different exposure that your personal auto would not pick up. And then the whole idea with the cost, it's really interesting. We have a pool contractor that we work with quite often. He, he has one vehicle. He drives it to and from Publix, but to and from his jobs to clean the pools. We quoted him both ways and talked about the differences in coverage for him and found that actually for him, a commercial policy, riding on a commercial policy, was better cost and better coverage for him than riding it on a personal policy and say he uses it for work. So it really is each situation is different. How do you use the car? And how are you going to know that if you're going online or if you're calling in somewhere? Have a conversation who can or have a conversation with someone who can ask the right questions to identify what's the better route for you. Sometimes you'd be surprised. Well, and a lot of times, even as an insurance agent, a lot of times people have their personal vehicle. They're going out and selling insurance with their personal vehicle. Then they slap a sign on the side. That all of a sudden makes it a commercial vehicle, and if you get in a car accident and you don't think fast enough to take the sign off the side of your car, you know, somebody, personal lines, company comes and shows up, you're probably going to get excluded. It could be a huge issue. They could even potentially deny the claim altogether. If you're lucky, they may pay the claim, and then they'll be canceling your policy after because you've changed the conditions of the policy. Right. And Yeah, that's one of those risks. Do you want to take that risk? I don't think so. All right, Craig, we're almost out of time. This has been a riveting conversation for you and me. Hopefully, people have gotten some information out of it, but let's talk about some nightmares, some insurance nightmares. And again, just to, so everybody knows, we're talking about commercial insurance today, but most insurance can handle personal auto, personal home, life insurance commercially or either way or business insurance talk about some nightmares i love the example you just gave me about the contractor who got a great job was so excited went out and did the job absolutely we've had uh i've had the unfortunate pleasure of having this conversation a few too many times but what will happen is they get excited they're ready to go do work and they're ready to make some money they get a contract. And this could be anything. This could be a, a sign contractor, a painting contractor, a sheetrock contractor. It could be somebody who say, "Hey, I'm going to go and uh, do a booth at a at a at a show somewhere." Well, Jim, how when you have to sign a contract, when do you typically read page twelve and look at the fine print in there? You've got the guy who's got it highlighted. He's pointing at. It, he says, "Sign here, sign here, sign here." I had that today. Who tried to sign a, a lease on a car, and he just put papers in front of me and told me to sign everywhere it was highlighted. But that's a lot of times what business are the rush, the, the thrill. I'm doing something that I enjoy. It's what I do. Let me do this work. And they do the work. And they do an awesome job. And then they're ready to get paid. And they say, okay, when am I going to get paid on the job? And then the person they had the contract with says, uh, we need for you to send us the insurance that meet the requirements in the contract. And then that oh shucks moment happens when the, the, the business holder calls the insurance agent and says, here are the requirements. Can you send this proof of insurance to, to the other party? And the insurance agent has to say, well, Mr. Jones or Mr. Smith, I'm sorry, but you don't have coverage that meets that. What do you mean? I can't get paid for work I've already done until you send this. Mr. Jones, you didn't have the limits or the type of coverage that they're requesting when you did the work. We can go ahead and look and see what options we can get for you. And then you spend a little bit of time and you find out what it is and you come back and say, Mr. Jones or Smith, you know, 
we can get you that coverage and we can send that to the other party, but it's going to cost you X amount of dollars. And then that really moment of dread kicks in where they say, that's more money than I earned doing the work. I'm not going to pay that money to make the get finally get paid the smaller amount. So then the answer is what? Don't get paid at all? It's a terrible sinking feeling. And the frustrating thing is, if they had looked at the contract or even talked to their agent on the front end of it, you could either say, hey, Mr. Jones, something I have quite often, I, I look at the contract on the insurance language and I say, you're good to go, no problems. Or we need to go ahead and get these things in place. At that time, the business owner can build that into their bid in right. the contract and have it paid for. Maybe if it's a one-time job, have the entity pay for it. And if you have that conversation on the front end, it eliminates... All of these uncomfortable conversations back and forth between the carrier, the agent, and the insured just to get paid for work that has already been completed. And what's amazing is that really just goes down to having a conversation. If you've got an insurance agent, he's your trusted partner. He should be your trusted partner, and you've got to rely on him to give you good advice. And if you don't give him information, he or she can't give you good advice in return. Absolutely. Unfortunately, as part of those 220 hours, none of that was training in mind reading. And and I say that jokingly, but it's it, there's assumptions that I should understand exactly all the exposures you have. In the your marriage mentoring that I've done would never involve mind reading either, and yet we're expected <laughs> to mind read there sometimes too. All right, but but Craig, you know, it, it's just a matter of pick up the phone, call your insurance agent, say, hey, I got a change going on, or I've got a contract I'm going to do. Hey, let's have a conversation. Absolutely, because if you don't have that and bring it up, what you can run into is you may have a change in your business. You may add a new operation. Maybe you're delivering those widgets that you had, or maybe you're doing some outsourcing. Maybe you have employees working remotely or in another state. Your policy is in many cases not suited to guess and understand what you're going to be doing. That's why we talked at the very beginning. What's important? Where am I today? And where am I going? And that way you can develop the protection that can grow with the business. And and that says so much. We barely covered insurance. And I know some of you are going, really, Jim? But seriously, if you want to destroy your life, just have the wrong insurance coverage when you have a claim. Everybody says they've got enough coverage and they're paying too much money until they have a claim and then they're going, I would have spent all the money in the world if I had just had the right coverage. I mean, people, you change their tune. So stop right now. If you haven't sat down with a good quality insurance agent in a really long time, or even a short period of time, if you've never sat down with a good quality agent, please call Most Insurance, 813 or 727 347 5555. 347 5555. Craig Most is standing by. All right, Craig, thanks for a great conversation. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. 